The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 15th chapter. Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying. Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen. I made an observation, and it's not scientifically proven, but I believe that dogs always know something as good is coming their way when children eat at the table. In fact, I would venture to say dogs love it when children, especially toddlers, eat, because children love feeding dogs from the table. This unique scene of children intentionally or unintentionally feeding dogs from the table brings joy to the child and consternation to the parents. Parents are concerned with their children eating enough, but children are not because there's always plenty. In the gospel reading we just heard, Jesus is maintaining an order of abundance. First, back in Matthew chapter 10, verse 6, Jesus sends out the twelve to do his work, and he tells them to go only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Given this, when Jesus reminds the apostles he was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, he's keeping this order and not so much ignoring the woman. The time for the nations will come, but it will come later in Matthew chapter 28 when the apostles go with Jesus into all nations, making disciples by baptizing and teaching. There is an order to keep, as St. Paul puts it, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. Next, Jesus uncomfortably refers to this order when, with respect to the woman, he uses an aphorism involving a dog and children. The dog in Jesus' aphorism is a family dog, not a stray dog. But the dog isn't the important thing. Jesus is emphasizing the order for the sake of the children. Jesus acts like the parent who wants his children to get enough dinner. The aphorism highlights how no one would ever think of feeding the dog first with the children's food. 
And the Canaanite woman knows and agrees with this. But she also knows children. She has one who she's praying for. She extends Jesus' aphorism. She knows children happily eat. So half the food ends up on the floor. Or children happily give their food because they have enough. She agrees with Jesus. First the children, then the dog. And in the end, everyone rejoices in God's abundance. The woman reminds us how God was merciful to three other Canaanite women in the Old Testament. Rahab, Tamar, and Ruth, who are mentioned in Matthew chapter 1. Like those women, she believed the God of Israel is the one true God. The God of the universe who is merciful. And now incarnate in the Lord Jesus. In the end, she wasn't asking Jesus to stop being the God of Israel, but simply to include her in his promises. She confessed to the order of abundance. First the lost sheep of Israel, then the nations. What this woman does today for us is help us to focus on who this gospel reading is about. The Lord Jesus. Jesus' way of abundance is orderly, and it's different from the world's way. This order isn't to make sure those who are first get the most, and those who are last get the leftovers. Jesus' order doesn't exclude or hold back. There is always enough. There is always more. Jesus' way is simply not chaotic. It's controlled and motivated by love so that we can love and trust in return. Ever since the beginning of creation, there has been this order of God's abundance. Beginning with him, God is the one who abundantly gives. Creation, life itself, is a gift flowing from God's mercy, motivated by no other reason than love. God's mercy will not be coerced or manipulated. God's mercy cannot be forcefully taken, whether by good works or by being annoying. Rather, God's mercy is always there for you to freely receive and even more, you will not be forced to receive it. God's mercy is lovingly given and freely received, and then joyfully given to another. So this abundant mercy grows until everyone receives it. God's mercy that began in Jesus Christ is given to the lost sheep of Israel, and then expands and given to the Gentiles. And that mercy then continues on even in today as it comes out of the page of Scripture into your life. As many in our society try to forcefully take more, Jesus reminds us of his order of abundance. Jesus' way is not the way of force, manipulation, or doing the right thing. Rather, Jesus' way is the way of the gospel. 
the way of a free gift of abundance, the way that there is always enough. Even the crumbs of God turn out to be enough to last us an entire eternity. Knowing this, how are we to live when even crumbs from our Lord's table can satisfy the hungry and restless heart? Today I pray our Lord pushes back the surrounding chaos by drawing our hearts and minds into his order of abundance. I pray the crumbs of the Lord's Supper that forgive all of your sins would increase your faith, calm your heart, and show you a way forward. The way forward might be hard to see, but as long as we are in line with Jesus, we know that we are in the right spot to wait for his abundant gifts. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen.